Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash, your go-to UK-based podcast for all things NFL fantasy football. On this episode, we'll look back at Week 11, specifically the dogfight in the AFC North, review our fantasy teams and then, as always, look ahead to the upcoming week. As always, please keep up to date with what's happening in our league and some of our top picks on Twitter at Two Toms, One Ash. And that's also where you can send in your questions and comments as well. Right, that's enough from just me. On we go. Good evening, and here we are again, week 11 in the books. Uh, as always, joined by Satnav. Uh, that, that's Tom Tom, um, for anyone young enough or old enough listening. Uh, Scully, how are you? Not bad, pal. Still uh, recovering from an extremely heavy weekend um, in Serbia and Montenegro. So, uh, still a little bit worse for wear, but um, all good. Good. And when you say weekend, was it an actual weekend or was this another just just a one-dayer? So, two one-dayers. So, we flew to uh, (laughs) Belgrade on Friday and then we flew to Podgorica on Saturday, and then we flew back to Stansted on Sunday. Um, there wasn't a lot of sleep. There was a lot of drinking, uh, hence the, the state that I'm in at the moment. Nice. Okay, well, well two places that are probably about 3,000 on the list of hosted NFL games in the future, uh, but but glad you're with us. Charlie, how are you? Yeah, good. Not anything quite as exciting as Scully's jet setting. Uh, I've just been at home uh, looking after kids. And, uh, and chilling out, so working harder than I do when I actually go to work. <laughs> yeah, good to hear, uh, and not too dissimilar for me in fairness. I must travel about a 10-mile radius for the last month, it seems, um, but all good and good to be on with you both. Um, so let's start off uh, the only place that we can, really, so Browns v Steelers. Uh, so, Scola, you did predict a 17-13 win to the Browns, so you predicted a low-scoring win for the Browns, and it was even lower scoring than that. 13-10. Are you celebrating that win? It's everything that I wanted it to be, mate. It's it's just incredible. Especially after last time where we completely dominated them, held them um, on offence, and it was our offence that, that cost us the game. This time, we finally were able to just manage the game and not destroy ourselves or, or kill ourselves off. Um, and our defence just, just did it. And, and in the end, uh, DTR, bless him, I uh, thought it was, it was okay. He performed when he had to perform. It's, it's never easy for a rookie quarter, quarterback to go into situations like that. But uh, I think on that last drive, he was, he was very, very good to get us into position uh, to score the walk-off field goal so um well more or less walk-off field goal but no very very happy uh, if you'd have told us at the beginning of the season that we'd be seven and three at this stage and just snapped your hand off so um yeah no very very happy and uh, let's let's see how we kick on yeah it's amazing really to think isn't it, that you are the seven and three in a, in a very tough division You've not had arguably, well, maybe your second best player, Nick Chubb, for most of the season. And Deshaun Watson's been well, awful throughout. And then now he's not playing. So 
So yeah, let's see where it takes you. And, and I don't know, maybe there's something to build on for next season. Charlie, I guess a bit of good news coming out of it as of today. Matt Canada is now nothing to do with the Steelers. Is that worth the loss? Yeah, if if that means he's gone, uh, I'll I'll take it. I was saying to you before, I don't think Scully can really be celebrating the win because both teams were equally garbage. Uh, it just turned out that we were a little bit more garbage than they were. Um, both teams have got very good defenses. Both teams were did nothing on offense. Um, I watched I watched a little bit of the game live on Sunday. I was out for a meal, um, but then on when I got back, put it on red zone for the rest uh, of the early kickoffs. I didn't see any more of the Steelers Browns because there was no highlights because it was atrocious. Um, so yeah. It, it, now that he's gone, hopefully that that'll change things up, and and they'll start playing to people's strengths. Um, it might not work out for my fantasy team, but I mean Jalen Warren is just an absolute machine on the ground. So we need to start using our best players, start targeting uh, Pickens, start throwing to Deontay, and start using Warren, even if that means that Najee Harris takes a bit less of that um, the the uh, the running load. But we've got to use our best players. So hopefully, without that clown there, we'll uh, we'll be able to do that this week. Yeah, let's see. And, and it, it seems like, despite that loss, there's a few games coming up still of the season that are winnable for you, I think, aren't they? So whether you sneak above 500 and, and keep that Tomlin record going for a little bit longer, albeit potentially papering over some cracks. I um, think we'll still be on for the playoffs. I think AFC North are, are, are going to be putting three teams in. Obviously, Burrow's out, Watson's out, and we, we've already shown we can what the Raven, what can happen to the Ravens. So, um, I, I definitely don't think we're, we're out of that race at all. Uh, and I think we could, if things turn around and and we start playing to our potential, I think we could win the division um, despite the loss this week. So, uh, yeah, watch this space. Wow, what a claim. Um, who Ravens lost? He lost Mark Andrews. I know there's a big injury, so Mark Andrews another big loss. He's not not Lamar, but he's uh, well, he's probably their key receiver, isn't he? So, yeah, who knows? Who knows? I mean, you've lost Canada, but you've still got Kenny Pickett at quarterback, pal. You're not pulling up any trees with that. Calling for Mason Rudolph to start, aren't they? Nobody's calling for Mason Rudolph to start. All right. Well, uh, well, we're moving on to to another another quarterback in the AFC uh, and back onto fantasy and Trevor Lawrence. So uh, Trevor Lawrence, after a pretty disappointing season so far, after after the season that he had last season and some of the potential he had coming into this season. Um, so he was the highest scoring quarterback with thirty six points against the Titans in Week Eleven. That's his highest score of the season by some way. Before that, his highest was just 21 points, and that was all the way back in week one. Uh, so, Scully, uh, I know maybe slightly sore subject, which which we will touch on in the next part, but Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley scoring very well. Is this a sign of things to come for the Jags or just a blip? Well, I hope for the sake of my fantasy team that this is things to come. But, yeah, bit of a sore subject um, this week. I mean... Not surprising that I didn't start him based on what you've just said. He's been pretty woeful from fantasy um, all this season. But yeah, would happen to um, 
have a huge week on on one of the weeks that that is dropped to my bench. So um, nice one. But yeah, hope hopefully they can, they can kick on. They're, they're a good team. It's just been a strange season for them. They're still well up there um, in the AFC standings. Um, I still think there's there's a lot more to come from them. Uh, they they did kick on towards the end of last season as well, so it's kind of at that similar time to when they kicked on before. So um, hopefully they can continue to do it again, and hopefully Lawrence can start scoring big like he did towards the end of last season for fantasy. Yeah, we're looking at the remaining schedule for them. Uh, Texans who were kind of doing very well, uh, surprisingly this season, but they've got Texans coming up, and then they got Bengals. Browns, Ravens, Buccaneers, Panthers, and then Titans. So uh, I think that division especially is all for the taking, uh, as you said. And with a few divisional games they've got coming up, it could be a start of things to come, especially as we move towards fantasy playoff time. So now moving on to our teams and how our fantasy teams did in week 11. Uh, Scully, you scored 105 points in a very close loss to Kyle, who scored 108. Uh, so you're now sitting on six and five. I scored 123 points, but lost to Tom Aworth, who scored 144. So I'm now seven and four. And Charlie, you now won again, scoring 132 points and beat Joe, who scored 127. So another close one. And now five and six. So our points week by week, just between us three. Um, I'm on four wins. Charlie's now on four wins and Scully just behind on three. So all very close in those, in fairness. Um, Scully, so I'll come to you first. So yeah, like we said, lost just by three points. Um, so from the outset, looking at your team, it looks like some high highs and some quite low lows. But yeah, talk us through where it went wrong for your team. Just overthinking everything, I think, this week. As I mentioned earlier, took um, took Lawrence out and, and put Geno Smith in. So I picked him up off waivers for Derek Carr, who was someone else that I'd picked up because Lawrence wasn't really performing well and he'd come in and done all right. And then obviously he got injured. and So I had to take him out and bring somebody else in. And one of them, though, I should have just put Lawrence in, give him a, give him a shot, and then I'm... I'm sat here on seven and four, and with a with a big win this week. Um, so that's that's the one that it really comes down to. I mean, Saquon Barkley's had a big week. Um, St. Brown standard week. Kincaid okay, a kicker and and defense pretty standard. But but other than that, pretty disappointing. I mean, I don't know if Jordan Addison is shagging Josh. Dobbs's um, wife or something because he just don't throw to him, does he? It's unbelievable watching the highlights of that game. There's just nothing goes his way. I can't, <laughs> I can't believe it, honestly. Um, I, I know I said it last week. I said it a couple of weeks ago that there's going to be a drop off for Addison on um, the change up between Kirk Cousins and whoever else was coming in. I didn't anticipate it to be like this and for it to continue as long as this so that's pretty disappointing I said it last week fuck the Cardinals I'm doubling down on that fuck the Cardinals fuck Kyler Murray and and fuck Marquise Brown so 
as you can tell, not not that best pleased with <laughs> with my fantasy team this week. Another one, Kenneth Walker, who's been uh, quite a high performer for me all season. Uh, got got an in- injury, bad oblique injury. Apparently, he's going to be out definitely this week as they're on a short week. Then I believe they're going into the bye week, so I'm hoping that he's going to come back in a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, just a just a bad week all around for me where. I overthought too many decisions and then just too many things have gone the wrong way. So, yeah, highlights. Fuck the Cardinals. If it makes you feel any better, I've had Kyle text me and Kyle is absolutely delighted to have have beat you. Um, After after the the ranting and raving that you did about, about the trade, uh, about Dak Prescott, uh, and then he, he just point liked wanted me to point out the fact that your optimal lineup would have scored you 143 points, and his optimal was have only scored 117. Um, so ju- just to rub a bit of salt into the wound, he just wanted to highlight that fact. So shout out to Kyle. Appreciate that, Paul, and uh, yeah, shout out to Kyle, the uh, other half of the bent trade uh, that has beat me on back-to-back weeks now so um yeah congratulations to you two bent bastards you're gonna add kyle to that list of uh, cardinals and, and whoever else that you're not pleased with uh, <laughs> at the minute then it sounds like um yeah I think, I think as you said really there's a few players a couple of players on your bench that you could have started that, that got you a few extra points and given you the win there are also one or two players on kyle's bench that he could have maybe started and got him an extra few points as well but um but yeah, definitely know that feeling of overthinking it. Um, speaking of which, so yeah, so, so I scored 123 points. Uh, our scored 144. I'm not disappointed with the 123. Our now top scorer for us, for all our league, um, seems to score regularly over 130 points, 140 points. Um, Aaron Jones is quickly becoming the new Tony Pollard. Potentially great player, the only player that the Packers have got and then either gets injured or just on some sort of snap count and, yeah, very, very frustrating. Um, What else looking at mine? I've got both Texans receivers now. So Tank Dell traded for him uh, last week with Collins being out. So got Tank Dell and and Nico Collins was kind of on the fence who to start. Started the right one. Started Tank Dell who scored 28 points. Nico Collins scored 13. Um, Others underscored a little bit. Jets underscored. Uh, Jake Elliott underscored. But again, none of them ever did, would have been anywhere near enough to catch to t- catch Aworth and, and get me the win. So, so yeah, not ideal from a wins-loss point of view, but from an overall point score, points numbered, not end of the world either. Charlie, so 132 points against Joe's 127. So another very, very close win. So one by five points. Um, from looking at yours from the outset, looks like running backs were pretty poor, but your wide receivers were on another level. Talk us through that. Story of the year for me. Uh, strong at wide receiver, garbage running backs. Um, I, I was really happy at what, after the six o'clock games had finished because I had a few players play uh, and did all pretty much, apart from Najee Harris, had been scoring decently. Um, so I was looking at quite a significant lead going against uh, Joe. The problem being a lot of his were in the late kickoffs. So Brandon Ayuk scoring him 26, 
every time the ball went to him, it, it was for a massive play. I think he only caught the ball five times, but he had like 170-odd, was it? Caught the ball five times, uh, 156 yards. Uh, and that, that monstrous touchdown that he scored, uh, literally watching it, just hating every every second of that catch. Uh, and it just came down to, to the, the game last night where uh, I had to stay up just to watch how Jalen Hurts went on. Um, and yeah, that and not nowhere near on the scale of uh, Steelers Browns, but neither offense there seemed to be to be sparkling. Chiefs seemed to drop a lot, and uh, Eagles didn't really seem to be able to get much going. So I think when I, when I uh, woke back up, middle fourth quarter, Jalen Hurts had only scored eight points. I thought it's in bag here. Next minute, he scores another touchdown, and uh, it was squeaky bum time at four o'clock in the morning. But in terms of my team, so Prescott, I was umming and ahhing between him and Fields. Prescott, not great against his own coverage, uh, which is primarily what Carolina do. Uh, 20 points is still good, but if I'd have started Fields, I could have got an extra three. Uh, and then Madison and Charbonnet were my two that I was undecided, mainly because Madison had, got, had the concussion uh, and I didn't know if he was going to, come in as a clear running back one. Um, obviously, didn't expect Walker to go down, so didn't expect Charbonnet to pick up that workload. But when he did, he looked good. 12 points from him on my bench. Um, obviously, he's got the Niners this week, but if he if he can put something together, then potentially he, he takes a bit more of that running game off Kenny Walker and, and uh, becomes a bit more of a fantasy factor. And then, like you said, my receivers just just doing well. Devontae Adams, 21. DJ Moore, 22. Mike Evans, 15. And then Cowboys defense, 24. Just uh, just some unbelievable scores from them this year. Yeah, and a win by five points. And again, just to reiterate, like you say, Cowboys, massive score. If they'd have scored 18, which is, is nothing to be sniffed at, you wouldn't have got the win. And Jalen Hurts, if he'd have scored... Well, he scored, what, 18 points um, for Joe? If he'd have scored, yeah, 23, he'd have got the win. So, so yeah, real fine margins. And I'm not going to say lucky win, but but looking at some of the scores on some of them players, um, riding it a little, a little bit. Well, that's carried on from last weekend for you, definitely. Um, but it's trade deadline this week. So uh, I know we've talked about, about it a little bit on our WhatsApp group. Scully, what are the thoughts on the trade deadline for you? Is it something that you're trying to... Get any trades over the line? Are you just sitting comfortable? And if it when it comes and it passes, so be it. You're happy with your team, or or, or are you going to be again just gunning for it to try and get something in place before the trade deadline uh, comes on Friday, Thursday, Thursday? I think I'm open to trading, and uh, I'm probably open to trading uh, quite a few pe- people on the roster, but. It... <laughs> It's just one of them, and how much you're going to have to give up, give up to to get potentially something that you you want, or it's going to improve your roster. It's because it's now permanent. Whatever you trade now, it's 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 permanent. You can't then go and trade on somewhere else and improve week on week. So uh, I'm not going to be gunko or in everybody's inbox with with trade requests, offers, etc. So uh, we'll just see, see if anything comes my way, see if it's of interest and then uh, take it into consideration. 
Charlie, what about you? Are you are you someone who's still trying to tinker? And it seems like your team's definitely on the rise, definitely performing well these last few weeks. Um, you're still trying to upgrade where you can, or or happy and just sitting tight and just seeing what comes into yours? No, I'm def. I've I've sent out a couple of offers, um, but then I, I keep second guessing myself, and I'm thinking, do I really want to do that? And then end up cancelling it. Um, so. Apologies to people that I've sent them out to and then cancelled it, and they'll, they'll be thinking, "What's what is this guy doing?" But I'm try. I've I've been trying to send out offers with one of my main receivers to try and strengthen it at running back. But the problem being, I don't know. I don't really know who's in that same bracket running back wise this year that I'm willing to to take a chance on that's potentially going to get that same workload. So the the one that I have been looking to trade is uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, so I've sent out a couple of offers with Devontae. So if, if anybody's got a decent running back who they, if, if they've got a plethora, i.e. Joe, who I played last week, you've got three. If you want to move one of them on and improve your wide receivers, then send me or accept the one that's in your inbox. Uh, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll definitely be looking up until that point just to strengthen it running back because that's where I've been struggling all year so if I can try and even it out a little bit uh, by giving away one of my my top receivers then I'll be doing that it feels like it's a real conundrum isn't it that yeah if someone's been on form for two weeks um is that form going to continue for the last for the next three weeks of the regular season then hopefully the last three weeks of the playoffs um or is it just something that's just been because of an injury or, or because of the matchup. So that's why they've done well the last couple of weeks. Um, also, again, I think one or two on my roster, they've got slight niggles, slight injuries. Is that going to be something that's going to hamper them the rest of the season? Or in fact, is it something that's just going to fade away by week 15 and everything's going to be fine and they're going to be back to normal and back to full fitness? Yeah, who knows? Can, can we just touch on the, the one person who's not made a trade at all and it was commented on? earlier today and he's just traded half of his team away in one trade. <laughs> I think I missed this. Talk us through it. Tom, have you have you so, seen it? Yeah, so so James on was it on Sunday? He uh, he, he was asking how to accept a trade. Um, so <laughs> my my immediate response was the app will obviously not let you do that because it thinks you've made a mistake seeing as you've traded nothing all year. Uh, and it is, he was pretty much like, yeah, okay, fair one. Uh, but he's given away um, Jalen. He's given away Evan Ingram, Kareem Hunt, Riley Patterson, Garrett Wilson, uh, and in return gets Jalen Waddle, James Cook, and C.J. Stroud. Wow. Which for me, he's he's won that trade, but. I think so. Although he was his quarter, oh yeah, he had Joe Burrow as quarterback and Russ Wilson, I guess. So yeah, he was he was in need from that side of things. So yeah, I think I'd agree. Which was was funny actually because we uh, we got the minibus from Sheffield to Luton, and it picked us up at one o'clock. So I was watching the Bengals game on my phone, and he was sat in front of me. So I was basically giving him updates on. Burrow's injured. And he was like, no, he's fucking not. No, he's fucking not. I was like, he's got. He's, like, he's going to be coming back in. I went, definitely not going to be coming back in the game. He, he was going mental on the minibus on the way down. So I think, um, 
he was already at the end of his tether with Joe Burrow, but that just topped it over the edge, I think. And obviously, he's out for the season now. But no, but no, kind of drunk midnight trades at all. Uh, you, you didn't try and persuade him. <laughs> Middle of the no. night to swap. <laughs> no, no, no. Unfortunately, not. <laughs> Very good of you. Uh, okay, well, good stuff and uh, good performances for the most part uh, last week, despite some of the results. Um, but we have had another question on Twitter. So, uh, so the question coming says, "Who's been your biggest fantasy flop so far this season?" Uh, the gentleman who's asked it, uh, Debo's numbers have disappointed on his team. So totally understandable. I think Debo, uh, albeit last season, didn't have a great season, but the season before that, he was kind of a real weapon for the 49ers. It was all over the place. Uh, and I think most people, I guess, hoped that he'd be the same sort of player wherever they drafted him, whoever drafted him this season. Um, but for me, my fantasy flop, I, I'm going to say Alex Matt, Mattison. Uh, now, he was drafted in our league in the third round, so 26th overall, um, which I think was probably higher than he probably should have, in fairness. I think Liam was reaching a little bit when he drafted him. However, I, I think on the back of Dalvin Cook going from the Vikings, uh, Mattison seemingly just slotting straight in there on a tremendous offence. It was ready-made, easy for Madison to score points, be top five running back uh, and do very well. But that hasn't worked out at all. Um, in fact, they've had to obviously kind of bring in Cam Akers. I know they've had some troubles, obviously, with Jefferson and Cousins and whatnot. But, but yeah, just been a real flop. And I'd be surprised if Madison's even still there next season. I know he's been traded around at least once, if not twice, I think, through our league. So, so yeah, not ideal for Madison. That would be my shout for a flop. Charlie? Who would you say? Uh, tough. It sounds it sounds a bit harsh because he's ranked 18th running back overall, but I had him ranked so high this year. I, I, I was thinking he was going to be the RB2 overall, only behind McCaffrey, and that's Tony Pollard for me. Um, on, on that offense that have been, especially over the last few weeks, scoring so freely. Uh, and he's he hasn't been involved. I know this week he got a touchdown, but just looking at his scores uh, for our league, uh, scoring wise, he's only hit over twenty points once. Which for a guy of that quality who's taken over lead back, he's he's got that number one role. He's lion share, and he, he's 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 the go to guy. To only put up twenty over twenty points once is a, is a massive uh, underachievement for me. Um, and he's he's had some some shockers really. The the giant against the Giants five points against Philly nine, uh, six against LA. He, he's had single digits five times this year, which for a player of that quality for me is just a a, a big flop. Uh, and I I know he's been he's been traded a couple of times uh, in in our league, once for a chain, and then obviously you traded him Ash. Because uh, you weren't happy with him, but he's just that big name, isn't he? and and it's that what if every week, um, and you wanting him to to come good, and he, yeah, he's got eighteen points this week, which is he's a good score. I'm not 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 taking that away from him this week. However, when you when you take into account how high uh, myself and I think a lot of people had him ranked this year, uh, that's it's it's nowhere near the the heights we were expecting for him. Yeah, totally agree. And especially on that high-powered Cowboys offense, you'd expect him to score more. It's not as if he's playing running back for the Steelers or the Browns. So, so yeah, you would expect more. Scully? 
I'd say for a bit of a different take on it, but the, there was a lot of first round picks that got injured quite early on or have got injured and are out for a considerable amount of time. So I'd say that yeah, the, some of them aren't had really a chance to flop, but if you pick people up in the first round that you're thinking are going to be your your main person this season, you've been very, very disappointed. And some of those people are the likes of Cooper Cup, the amount of time that he was out, uh, Nick Chubb. Um, I know he was somebody that I was, he was my first pick. I thought it was going to land to me. And luckily in the end, it didn't. But then I got Saquon Barkley, who's been in and out of the side this 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 year, albeit when he's been in, he's scored, he scored pretty good. Uh, Justin Jefferson's another one. He's out for a considerable amount of time. So there's been a lot. We just talked about Joe Burrow. He's been so bad this year and now he's out for the season. So there's a lot of people for me that fall fall within that that category. So um, I think it's just been a season where there's been a lot of big players and a lot of big injuries. So um, I won't particularly put it on one person. Um, I'd be putting it on the, the injuries really that have affected this season's fantasy a bit more. Yeah, it definitely feels like this season more than any other before. Um, but thanks for that and great question and keep sending them in as well. So let's now take a quick look ahead to week 12. Um, so one of the players that I want to point out is DJ Moore. So wide receiver eight on the season, averaging 16 points, uh, a, a bit of a revelation and an unbelievable partnership with Justin Fields, which which, funny enough, Charlie, you've got both players on your team and I stack there when they're playing and playing well. Um, so this week, DJ Moore plays against the Vikings uh, and he's predicted 13 points. So think what you like for that 13 points. But Scully, I'll come to you first. Are we saying DJ Moore or DJ less for Brandon Ayuk? So I, I'm, I'm confused by the question. Am I, am I saying is, is DJ Moore going to get 30 points or is Brandon Ayuk going to what? Right. So basically, let's not let's not get let a good pun get in the way of understanding what's going <laughs> off. Uh, so who's going to score more, DJ Moore or Brandon Ayuk this week? So Brandon Ayuk's playing against the Seahawks, who are ranked 19th against receivers, uh, and he's predicted 16 points. Ayuk. So is he, is he going to score more or less than DJ Moore against the Vikings? Uh, I'll go less. I think DJ Moore will score score more. Okay, uh, Charlie, we'll we'll see if you understand it. Um, so DJ Moore or DJ less for Stevenson versus the Giants. Who's going to score more? Is DJ Moore going to score more? The silence was my brain trying to work out what on earth is going on here. So is DJ Moore going to score more than Ramondre Stevenson? Is that where we're at? Yeah, you could say that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So DJ Moore will score more than Stevenson. Um, I think there's potentially a bit of bit of a wobble around maybe Matt Jones and uncertainty as to who's going to start a quarterback. So whether that's going to play into how the Patriots play um, and and whether they're going to throw the ball to him or if he's going to take more running, I, I think it's just a bit up in the air this week. So I, I'd go for the safe option at DJ Moore because I want him to do it as well for me. 
Yeah, I think. Can we just say that this is possibly the worst segment in podcast history? <laughs> can, can we let everyone else give feedback on this? Not. not, not. <laughs> um. Yeah, so as I was just going to say, so Stevenson versus the Giants. So I think Giants, despite kind of a good win against the Commanders last week, I, um, I mean, I'm pretty certain that's a, a one-off. That's not going to be some sort of revelation that Tommy DeVito's the Giants' new starting quarterback and they're on some sort of uh, upside, I wouldn't have thought. Uh, Scully, so back over to you. Uh, so who's scoring more points this week, DJ Moore or Jamar Chase versus the Steelers? DJ Moore. I just Ooh. can't see how the uh, Bengals offense is going to function in general without Burrow because it hasn't really this season with him being half Burrow or whatever, not not fit. So without him, I, I can't see how it, how it functions that well. I think this is just their season done. And they're going up against the Steelers who... Very, very good on defense. So, um, yeah, I can't see the Bengals doing anything. Uh, and that's obviously going to affect Jamal Chase. So, uh, I'll go DJ Moore. Very good. Very good. And, Charlie, last one. Uh, who's going to score more points, DJ Moore or Derek Henry versus the Panthers? I'll, uh, I'll have to go DJ less. We'll get that saying in for you because okay. uh, you've obviously tried for it. But yeah, I think uh, Derek Henry will just run an absolute mock against Carolina, who are not good against the run. Derek Henry is still an absolute machine on the ball. Um, I think his, his workload's dropped off a little bit with Will Levis coming in. He's a bit of a gunslinger and has been able to let that ball go. But I mean, you've got a coach against who you're playing. And uh, for the defence you're facing, Carolina Panthers are not good against the run. So watch this week where Derrick Henry just slams it down the throat and comes away with uh, with 20-odd points. Yeah, there's, there's potential there that he's going straight into that DraftKings lineup as well. Um, good stuff. And and maybe in some way, shape or to, for form to redeem myself, I'm going to go on record to say that my fantasy team this season will score the most points of all fantasy weeks and players so far this season. I think the record's something like 180 points, I think. Some good matchups. Players are fit. There's no buys until next week. Top scoring. Hopefully, that'll redeem myself from from a average to dog shit segment that we've just gone through there. And after that segment that gained mixed reviews from no other than my co-host, that is that. Great news is that most of the games are spread out this week with some UK-friendly kickoff times. That's definitely something that we can give thanks for. And hope that your fantasy teams are doing well as well and staying clear of what seems to be a bit of an injury crisis. With, I'm sure, more to come this upcoming week. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>